Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَيْفَ تَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ كَيْفَ How? كَيْفَ is a question. How? How could you? How is it possible? How and why? تَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ How could you disbelieve in Allah? Why would you disbelieve in Allah? What reason do you have to disbelieve in Allah? وَكُنْتُمْ أَمْوَاتًا While you were dead. أَمْوَاتًا أَمْوَاتًا is the plural of Mayit from the root letters mim wauta. Have you heard of the word maut? What does maut mean? Death. Mayit is one who is dead, one who is not alive. What is maut? Maut is separation of body and soul. We human beings, what are we? We are made of body as well as ruh. When both of them are joined together, a person is alive. And when they are separated, is a person alive then? No. He's not alive anymore. So maut is what? Separation of body and soul. So وَكُمْتُمْ amwatan, You were dead. What does it mean by this? You were nothing. You were not living. Nobody knew you. You had no life. You never walked on this earth. You were not born. So كُنْتُمْ amwatan, You were dead. You were nothing. Who gave life to you? فَأَحْيَاكُمْ Then He gave you life. أَحْيَا حَيَا يَا حَيَات Hayat is life. Don't get confused with the word yastahi. Yastahi is also from the root letters hayaya. But the main word is haya. And haya means shyness. Over here is hayatun. Hayat is life. So, فَأَحْيَاكُمْ He gave life to you. How? That He brought you into this world. But are you going to be in this world forever? No. ثُمَّ يُمِيتُكُمْ Then He will give you death. When your term is over in this world, He will cause you to die. And then, ثُمَّ يُحْيِيكُمْ And then He will bring you to life again. When? In the hereafter, on the day of judgment, He will resurrect you. You were dead? Allah gave you life on this earth. You will die again. And then He will give you life again. Double death, double life. But then when He will bring you to life again, will you die after that? No. ثُمَّ إِلَيْهِ تُرْجِعُونَ Then to Him you all will be returned. تُرْجِعُونَ رَاجِمْ عَيْنْ رُجُوع is to go back to where you came from. We came from Allah, we will go back to Him. Why will we go back to Him? So that He may recompense us for our deeds. What do we learn in this ayah? That amazing is the case of the one who disbelieves in Allah. It's amazing. It's shocking. It's surprising. Why? Because a person who disbelieves in Allah, he should think about where he came from, where he is headed to. He was nothing. Allah made him. He is living. Eventually he will die and Allah will resurrect him. How can he deny Allah? Amazing is the case of the one who rejects Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's as though he's not using his mind. He realizes that he was nothing. He realizes that he will not be in this world forever. Yet he rejects Allah. Surprising. كَيْفَ تَكْفُرُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَكُنْتُمْ أَمْوَاتًا فَأَحْيَاكُمْ We also learn in this ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is perfectly able. How? That He is the one who gives life and He is the one who gives death. Think about it. A human being that did not exist before. Allah created him. And when he blew the ruh into him, that same human body, it's animated. That the human being, he speaks, he sits, he stands, he walks, he moves around, he does so many things. 
Why? Because of the life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put into him. What does it show? The perfect ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the same human being, he will cause to die. And the same human being, he will cause to live again. It shows the perfect ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we also learn from this ayah that Allah alone can give life and death. Then we also learn in this ayah about the evidence of resurrection. Evidence of the hereafter. In the previous verses, what have we learned so far? About the oneness of Allah. The fact that Allah alone deserves worship. Then we have also learned about the prophethood of Muhammad wasallam. That if we want to follow the guidance, that we have to follow his example. We have to follow his sunnah. And now over here, what are we being taught? About resurrection. The hereafter. That you cannot deny the hereafter. And it's logical. If you came from somewhere, obviously you're headed towards a destination. If you are living in this earth, you eat, you drink, you can be good, you can be evil, then there has to be some consequence. How is it possible that two people that live completely different lives just end up as dust, decayed bones? Is that just? Is that fair? It's not fair. Isn't it that people say all the time that this is not fair. I am so good to them and they are so harsh to me. This is not fair. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is most just. When He has created us, when He has given us free will, when He has given us the ability to do so many things that are good and evil, He is also going to recompense us for it in the hereafter. And in this ayah, that very fact is being proven. That how can you deny Allah when you're going back to Him? Allah says, هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ He is the one who has created for you. Meaning Allah is the one who has created for you. After telling us that He is the one who is able to give life and cause death, He is the one who has also blessed His servants with many blessings. And what are they? That Allah is the one who has created for you. And you refers to who? All of you human beings, nas. What has He created for you? مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Whatever that is in the earth, jami'an, all together, all of it, entirely. جِينْ مِيمْعَيْنْ جَمْعَ All of it. Every single thing that is in this earth, on this earth, Allah has created it for who? For us, لَكُمْ And you see this lamb over here, لَكُمْ This lamb is understood in two ways. First of all, lamb of ibaha, permissibility, meaning everything as permissible for you. I will explain this later. And secondly, ta'aleel, of reason, meaning everything He has created for you, because of you, for your sake, so that you may benefit, you may use it. What does it show to us? That the most important creation on this planet is who? A human being. Everything else has been created for His use, for His benefit, so that He can live, He can thrive, He can have freedom, He can eat, He can construct, He can be happy, He can rejoice. Everything in this world has been created for our benefit. خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا What does it mean? Every single thing, whether it is trees or mountains or rivers or seas or animals or birds or insects, everything is for us, for our benefit. In other words, the human beings have the most right to this planet more than any other creature obviously it doesn't mean that we abuse things that are on this earth no but that we have the most right compared to any other creature so huwa alladhi khalaqa lakum ma fil ardi jami'a 
Thumma then. What does it mean by thumma? Thumma gives the meaning of sequence of events. Like previously we learned, He gave you life, then He will give you death. Then He will give you life again. So over here, He created everything in this earth for you. And then after creating everything in this earth for you, what happened? Istawa ila sama. Istawa. From the root letter seen, wow, yeah. Istawa is to become even, to become straight, to become equal with something. It's also for when a person has settled on a vehicle, for example, because he's balanced. He's not falling on one side or the other. He's balanced to become equal, to become leveled. But remember that when the word istawa is followed by ila, do you see the word ila over here? It gives the meaning of paying attention towards something. Directing one's attention towards something. Intending towards it. Summastawa, he directed himself to, or he intended to do what? Ila sama to the sky. So after creating the earth, then he paid attention to the sky. And the sky at this point, how was it? Just smoke. Dukhanun. As Allah tells us in the Quran. And then, when he created the sky, how did he create it? Fasawahunna. Sawa. From the root letter seen, wow, yeah. We have done the word sawa'un earlier. What does it mean by sawa'un? Same, equal. Sawa, to make equal. So sawa'hunna, he leveled them, he made them into what? Sab'a samawat. Into seven skies. Samawat is a plural of sama. We're talking about back then when Allah created the earth, when Allah created the sky. Initially, how was it? Just smoke. So Allah made it into seven skies. فَسَوَّاهُنَّ سَبْعَ سَمَوَاتٍ And all of these skies, how are they? Leveled, proportioned. Surah Al-Mulk, that He is the one who has created the sky. طِبَاقًا One on top of the other. That one is exactly above the other. Not that one is breaking through the other. No, there's perfect balance and harmony. Now the question is, what are these seven skies? We only know that beyond this earth is space. Isn't it? That's what we have learned in science. So what does it mean by seven skies? Does it refer to seven heavens, like paradise? No. We learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created seven skies, one on top of the other. What we see from this earth is the lowest sky. The first one, the lowest one. Beyond that are more that we cannot reach, that we cannot encompass in our knowledge. If we want to get to the moon, it will take so long. If we want to get to the sun, impossible for us. If we want to go beyond this galaxy, this tiny galaxy of ours, impossible for us. Allah knows what all He has created. We have limited knowledge. So what is our reaction when we learn something in the Qur'an? Amanna wa saddaqna. We don't say, what does it mean by this? How come? I never learned this in science class. No, we don't say such things. This is not the way of the believers who submit to Allah. So, فَسَوَّهُنَّ سَبْعَ سَمَوَاتِ He leveled them into seven skies. Allah says, وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ And He is of everything, all-knowing. Every single thing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is knowing of it. Alim from the root letters, عَيْن لَا 
And this word alim, it gives the meaning of one who is always all-knowing. Not just one who is knowledgeable, but one who knows everything. Everything. From the mosquito to the seven skies. Imagine how tiny a mosquito is. And imagine how vast, how huge, how massive the sky is, the universe is. And Allah knows about everything in between as well. وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ This is His knowledge. This is His power. This is His creation. What do we learn from this ayah? We learn this ayah about the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon His servants. What favor? That He has created everything in this earth for who? For us. Which means that everything has been created to serve us. For example, the sun. Is it benefiting us? Yes. We get light from it, we get heat from it, we get vitamin D from it, we get food as well. Because if the sun did not shine like it does, would there be plants? Would there be animals? Where would we get food from? We could not live in this world. Isn't it so? Similarly, are the clouds serving us? Yes. The rain? Are the plants serving us? Yes. Food for us and also our animals that we consume, that we use. Metals. Different minerals that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in this earth. Are they benefiting us? Yes. Directly or indirectly. What about the places on this earth that no man has ever seen? Is it serving us in some way or the other? Yes, it is. Directly or indirectly. This earth has been created for our benefit. So should we use it? Yes, we should use it. Obviously, in moderate terms. And this means that we don't abuse it. This means that we're not excessive. Now, should this world serve us or should we be serving this world? What Allah has created, should it serve us or should we be serving what Allah has subjected for us? How should it be? That these things are serving us, not that we are spending our worry and our time and our efforts in just looking after this dunya. Think about it. Dishes are made, why? So that we can use them. Not so that we cry and weep over them. Do you understand what I mean? That if one breaks, it's as though a part of our heart has been broken. That if one gets cracked, it's as though our heart has been cracked. That we make it into such a big deal. If we lose something, it's such a big deal. That our time, our energy is just going into washing them and drying them and you know making them shine and placing them in the glass cabinets for people to see. And every morning we wake up and we count them. And then we dust them. Is this what we were created for? Everything was created for us, and we were created for who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not saying don't wash your dishes. Wash them. Use them. But don't obsess over them. I'm not saying don't work and don't get money. No, do that. But that should not be the purpose of your life. But it's unfortunate that a child is barely in middle school and he's being questioned, so what are you going to become when you grow up? Are you going to become a doctor, an engineer, a garbage man? People are taught from a very young age that you are to serve this world. We are not to serve this world. This world is to serve us. These things are to serve us. It should not be our goal. In principle, everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in this earth is permissible for us. What does it mean? 
everything is permissible for us to use, to consume, unless otherwise specified. So for example, you cannot question, is maple syrup halal or haram? The Sahaba never had maple syrup, so it's not halal. Can you say that? No. In general, everything is permissible unless specified otherwise. For example, all animals, we can eat them unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told that this, 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 this animal you cannot eat. For example, pigs, dead animals, animals with nails, sharp nails and sharp teeth. Everything is halal unless specified otherwise. Alright? This is the general principle. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says over here, وَالَّذِي خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا Why do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about this? Just so that we may know that everything was created for us? Yes. So that we become more grateful and we become more obedient. All of these verses, what are we being told to do? Worship Allah. Remember it began from there. Ya ayyuhan nas u'budu rabbakum. This is an entire discussion that is being continued from there. So, when Allah tells us that everything in this world He has created for us, what does it mean? That we should increase in our worship. We should be more grateful to Him. Then imagine, there's so many different foods that you can eat, so many different things that you can see, so many different fragrances that you can smell and enjoy. And Allah says, for you, everything has been picked out, selected, made perfectly, made beautiful for you. Custom made, suitable for you. If you think about it, if somebody gives you a gift, why are they giving it to you? So that you come closer to them. You have a good relationship. You are nicer to them. You are happier. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all of this, it is so that we can come closer to Him. We can worship Him more. We are more grateful to Him. Because even if Allah did not give us anything, we would still be required to worship Allah. It is His favor that He has given us all of these things so that we are naturally inclined towards worshiping Him. But it's unfortunate that we forget the one who has given everything to us and we are lost in the things that have been given to us. Just like a child who's given a gift, he doesn't say thank you, tears up the bag, opens up the gift, gets lost in it. And you as a parent feel so embarrassed that he didn't even thank the aunt or the uncle. Isn't that so childish? Isn't that not acceptable? It's not acceptable. So when Allah has created everything for you, you enjoy, you benefit, then what does it mean? You thank Him, you worship Him. And then at the end of the ayah, Allah says, وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ What does this mean? That Allah's knowledge is all-encompassing. Allah knows about every single thing. That includes us. What our hearts conceal, what we reveal, what we say, what we do, what we eat, what we feel. Everything about us, around us, Allah knows about it. Why do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us about this? So that we become conscious of Him. If Allah knows everything, that it means that we should be careful. Careful with regards to our speech. Careful with regards to our actions. Careful with regards to our feelings. Because Allah knows everything. And when He knows everything, we learned earlier, we're going back to Him. He's going to question us. He's going to recompense us. So if we're going to be questioned and recompensed, we better be careful about what we're doing. Because we cannot hide from Allah. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. 
Like I mentioned to you, that everything is halal unless specified otherwise. So I'm not saying eat anything, everything, no. If the Qur'an and Sunnah tell us that for example eating pork is not permissible, drinking alcohol is not permissible, eating such animals who eat other animals is not permissible, then that's haram. Okay? But in general, everything is permissible. We are allowed to use it. Is it clear to you? Don't misquote me, don't misunderstand me, thinking that everything is allowed. It's not. Okay? Everything is unless specified otherwise. Okay, question. Allah has commanded that we must join what He has commanded us to join. So for example, ties of kinship, similarly, bonds of brotherhood and sisterhood. But what if there is a person who is not a Muslim? We are human beings after all. We need one another. We see one another. And we should acknowledge the presence of one another as well. For example, greeting other people. Is it something necessary? Yes, it is. It's a moral act. If you don't greet someone, the other person will feel threatened by you. That she saw me, she didn't say anything to me, everything okay? She's wearing that hijab and she looks more and more religious. I wonder what's going on. I wonder if there's a security risk. So you should come out, come across as a good person anyway. Just because you're not Muslim doesn't mean we can treat them however we want. No. Remember I told you that Asma radiallahu when her mother came, she was a non-Muslim. The Prophet ﷺ told her to keep good ties with her mother. So even non-Muslims. Someone who is a non-Muslim, as long as they're alive, you are supposed to be good with them. You are supposed to greet them. You are supposed to show your concern and pray for them. But once they die as a non-Muslim, then you don't make dua for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not allow that for His khalil. When they're alive, we should be very good towards them. And we should really care for them. So many people accept Islam. Why? Because of the good behavior of others. If you really care for them, be good to them while they're alive. Do something for their akhirah. So that you don't have regrets when they have passed away. 
There could be some friends or some family members who pull you away from your religion, who don't let you practice your religion, who discourage you. For example, your uncle, he always makes fun of your hijab. Your aunt, she dislikes the fact that you study the Qur'an, for example, or that you're praying salah. What should you do then? Cut off from them? No. This is a hadith, I'm paraphrasing it. A person who lives amongst other people, bears their evil, is better than the person who cuts off from people, lives by himself, and does not have anything to tolerate or be patient about. One person is he who has cut off from everyone, isolated himself. He doesn't get bothered by anybody at all. He can do whatever he wants in his niche, in his home, in his nest, all alone, cut off. And there is another person who is amongst people. He is being patient. He has taqwa. He is forgiving other people. Is he earning more reward? Yes, he is. Think about it. A person who is alone, is he getting any reward? No. Only for the good things that he is doing. But when you're with people, you have many, many more chances of earning reward. But obviously a person has to be strong over there. And remember, I mentioned to you earlier that one is to completely cut off from the other and the other is to just maintain ties with them. If somebody is a bad influence on you, you feel that every time you go to them, you visit them, you start using bad words, you start watching movies with them that are not good, or you start saying things that are not appropriate, you feel you get influenced by them. Your children get influenced by them. Again, it doesn't mean you cut off from them, but you can limit your interaction with them. Alright? Any other question? Okay. They don't insult you, but they insult your religion. In that case, when they start insulting the deen, you get up from there. You leave. You show your disapproval. It doesn't mean again that you cut off from them, you go visit them, but every time they start saying something negative, get up, leave. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an. If you cut off ties with other people just because they're bad to you, then how can they get influenced by you? You understand? This girl was telling me the other day that she visits one of her aunts who has a young daughter, and her aunt is not practicing at all. But she visits her just to maintain ties with her. And she said that when once she visited and her daughter, little girl, she was going to start eating. So she said to her, say Bismillah. So the girl said, what is Bismillah? What does it mean? A child, six years old or something, has no idea what Bismillah is. This is one of the basic things that Muslim children are to be taught. She had no idea. Now if this sister says that, oh, my aunt is not practicing, if I go there, I'm going to start doing bad things. No, she should not do that. She should strengthen herself. She should go there and be an influence to them. They also have a right. Anyway, we should end over here because Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of discussion to do on this topic. But inshallah, as we study the Quran, many things will come up. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika, nashadu an la ilaha illa anta, nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.